0: Welcome to the Cruciform Life Church podcast, featuring the weekly sermons from our Sunday gathering. Please visit us online at www.cruciformlifechurch.org for more information. Our text is in Acts chapter 14. Verses 21 to 28. Acts 14, verses 21 to 28. Church, hear the word of the Lord. When they had preached the gospel to the city and had made many disciples, they returned to Lystra and to Iconium and to Antioch strengthening the disciples, the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue in the faith, and saying that through many tribulations we must enter the kingdom of God. And when they had appointed elders for them in every church, with prayer and fasting, they committed them to the Lord in whom they had believed. Then they passed through Pisidia and came to Pamphylia, and when they had spoken the word in Perga, they went down to Attalia, and from there they sailed to Antioch, where they had been commended to the grace of God for the work that they had fulfilled. And when they arrived and gathered the church together, they declared all that God had done with them, and how he had opened a door of faith to the Gentiles. And they remained there, and they remained no little time with the disciples. May the Lord add blessing to the reading and hearing of God's Word. Join me in prayer. Lord, you love your church so much that you have sent your begotten Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, humbled himself, live a life like a slave, like a servant, to redeem us, to bring us back to you, to, to bring us to glory. And how we can... It's hard to imagine also, Lord, that the early... Church truly embodied this kind of of love, this kind of pursuit to care for your church, to care for your precious sheep, that even the Apostle Paul, he gave his life to become an apostle to the Gentile world, that even to his kinsmen, he's choosing to be accursed and to be cut off from Christ for their salvation. Lord, you love your church indeed. And we pray that you will cause us to be renewed, to be strengthened, to be inspired by your word as we seek, O oh Lord, to shepherd your people and to bring glory to your name, and be commended by your grace, to your grace. Lord, Holy Spirit, be with us, and cause us to see Jesus. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. We have a Belgian Malinois. It's not a food That's Belgian Waffle. No, it's a dog. It's a guard dog. And some people actually is asking me if uh, I can breed at least I can breed them so that I can share the puppies to them. But they are actually hyperactive dogs if you don't know. And Whenever there are people who will choose to take care of these dogs, I will like ask them to have an oath. Like, I want you to be responsible in taking care of these dogs. They're not pets, actually. They're not ordinary dogs that you can simply put them inside the house. They can cause trouble. That's why I'm hesitating if I can read them and share them to to some people because I worry <coughs> I worry if they can truly give a proper care to them as they as they grow old. For Paul and Barnabas, every church that they planted are so dear to them as to the lord that they cannot simply move on to the next without securing these churches that these churches will be taken care of especially with the growing persecution and false teachings that surrounds these churches they cannot take that they can that they will simply leave these churches and jesus himself said that when I will be gone, fierce wolves will enter the church. That's why for Paul and Barnabas, and for sure all the apostles, cannot simply leave these churches behind and then continue in the faith. They're worrying so much that they want to return to these churches and strengthen the disciples. This has become actually the practice and the oath, probably, of Paul, that he is choosing to always return to these churches that took him at least three missionary journeys. The question is, how far will you go in giving proper care even to everyone that is part of your church? We entitled our sermon today, based in our text, A Covenant Community Commended to the Grace of God. A Covenant Community Commended to the Grace of God. The central message of our sermon is, A God-exalting church magnifies the grace of God in their covenant commitment To care for one another shaped by the cross. Again, a God exalting church magnifies the grace of God in their covenant commitment to care for one another shaped by the cross. It's like they are really somehow taking an oath that we are not spending time here just to enjoy the worship. But I'm here committing myself that no matter what will happen, I am here to take care of you. It's a covenant commitment. And it is shaped by the cross. We will see that in their text. And we can learn three things, at least if we will divide our passage Three things that testifies to this truth that is exemplified, yes, in the text. First, in verses 21 to 22, I called it covenantal care. Covenantal care. Second, in verse 23, I called it committed leadership. Committed leadership. And in the last verses, verses 24 to 28, it is a church commended to God's grace. Commended to God's grace. So let's begin with verses 21 to 22, which is covenantal care. Now, Paul and Barnabas were sent off as missionaries by their home church. You can actually see that in the previous chapter, beginning in verse 1, that they were sent off by their so-called home church, which marks the first missionary journey of Paul. Paul first, so they are in Antioch, or Antioch. This is actually Syrian Antioch. And there is also Antioch in Asia Minor, which is Pisidian Antioch. So this is the home church of Paul, so called home church of Paul. And they were sent off as, again, missionary, missionaries with Barnabas. And the first, and the first place that they visited is the place of Barnabas, which is Cyprus, separated, of course, from this stretch of land. This is the, the so called home also, the province of Barnabas where they ministered first and they sailed to Asia Minor. So that's the direction. I want you to be aware of these directions. Later you will appreciate the journey of Paul and Barnabas. Now as they reach the region Antioch all the way to the region of Galatia so here this is where Paul Started in Barnabas, their home church, they sailed to Cyprus, a separated land, and they sailed, reaching um yes, what do you call this Asia Minor and then Galatia, Paul and Barnabas, at least in in this region, were taken out or driven out of each city <coughs> by Jewish religious leaders. So in every city, whenever there is like a, a good or great reception of the Jews and Gentiles there, there are groups of Jews that are jealous to them that they are creating a chaos like riot or doing something so that they will be taken out of, in every city. So imagine reception Persecution, reception, persecution, and all the way through. And prior to our text, we are in chapter 14, yes, in verse 21. I want to focus from there. But in verse 19, you can see that there are Jews from Pisidian Antioch and Iconium, right here, who who came to Lystra And stoned Paul, ending up good as death, that made them drag him out of the city for purity reasons. In verse 19. So it came to a point that these Jews, aside from just taking them out of the city, now as they reach Lystra, these Jews were able to corner Paul, let's say, and stoned them. Pero inyong nabato? Ang lang nabato? But these are actually like, somehow, legal way of punishing people in their time. Especially if they're violating the rules or the law in the land. So there's some kind of authority in doing that to these peoples, that they stoned Paul. And you can see there that Paul is like already dead. As if in checking Paul, he good as dead. And again, for purity reasons, they have to take them out of Lystra. I don't know where. And on the next day, we can see in verse 20, the next day, imagine he was stoned. We cannot find Barnabas here, but apparently Barnabas appeared all of a sudden. He went on with Barnabas traveling for 96 kilometers to Derby. We are from Binyan Laguna, and this is like 42 kilometers. We are traveling 42 kilometers in distance. (coughs) In Lipa 45. So there's three kilometers distance. Imagine, almost, or, or like, yes, 96 kilometers traveling to Derby, being stoned. And they went to Derby because that's actually their journey. They want to continue preaching the gospel. So that's what happened. Like nothing happened. It's like he was being punched so hard, and then he he got up, and then let's go, let's continue preaching the gospel again. Can you imagine this kind of man? We can almost hear Paul saying, like, Captain America, I can do this all day. And he's It's also like saying, what do you mean, Barnabas? Break? What's that word? I don't know that word. Break? How do you spell that? Is there such a word called break? I don't know how to break, actually. Let's continue preaching the gospel to Derby. But we can know that Paul, being stoned, was able to survive because of God's protection. Divine protection, but wait, there's more. Right? He's what he was a stone. What happened next in verses twenty-one to twenty-two now our text? When they had preached the gospel to that city in Derby and had made many disciples, Iconium, Lystra, Derby. After preaching the gospel here, they returned, it says, they returned to Lystra and to Iconium and to Antioch, where they were persecuted. Why? To strengthen or strengthening the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue in the faith, and saying that through many tribulations, we must enter the kingdom of God. Wait, if you will ask Paul, what's that, Paul? You mean you were stoned to death and you still preached the gospel to Derby, making many disciples, and then you returned to Lystra, to Iconium and to Pisidian Antioch, For what? To strengthen the souls of the disciples? Encourage them to continue in the faith? And that's how you look? Are you serious? You just suffered vehemently or violently, and why won't you just head back home and breathe for a while? Did you notice the journey? This is the Syrian Antioch, Cyprus, Pisidian Antioch, Yeah, Iconium, Lystra, and Derby. This is almost home for Paul. He can choose, okay, let's just leave them for a while, let's have a break, and let's go back home. In few distance. Not that few, but still a lengthy kilometers or miles. But what they did, instead of going here to their home base, they went back here where they were persecuted. And reaching, later we will see where they reached Perga, Atalia, and then they sailed straight to Antioch. But seriously, how can Paul simply shake off the dust in his shoulders and still choose to care about the good of the church he ministered to over his comfort and convenience? Well, if you will think about it, it's because they are not just owned by Paul, as if, I planted these churches, and I want to take care of them. Remember, these are the very sheep of Jesus that he zealously persecuted before. Remember, when Paul is like still breathing threats on the way to Damascus, and he wants to continue killing Christians, A blinding light has shown along the way, and that voice said to him, Soul, soul, why are you persecuting me? He did not say, Why are you persecuting my church? You are persecuting me. As if this is, these are my own. These are my sheep. And then for Paul, he cannot take it as if here to simply leave them persecuted, he wants to go back to them because they are the very sheep of Jesus that he persecuted before. I hope it's not like paying the debts the debts that Paul owed to Jesus. But he was transformed. The very church that he was persecuting before became so dear to Paul. Because they are owned by Jesus. They are the precious people that Jesus asked Peter three times to care for them, to tend for them. If, you truly, if you're saying you love me, Peter, you're saying you love me, take care of my sheep, feed my sheep. I remember here the movie Saving Private Ryan. I think that's old already for some. But instead of going back to his home base also, he chose to go back to save Private Ryan. In the, in, the, in the place where there is like a strong battle, he can escape that. Or Top Gun the recent Top Gun Maverick, instead of leaving behind the captain, that one in the team chose to save his captain. But ultimately, we ought to realize in verse 22 that through many tribulations, we must enter the kingdom of God. Just like how Jesus set his face towards Calvary to testify the truth, no cross, no glory. His his face is set towards the cross for the greater gain of of the sons and daughters of the Father for the glory of the Father. And I love what William Willimon sees here, he said, persecution and violence only serve to help make many disciples. If they thought that they can easily kill Christians or Christianity, no, the more you do it, the more many are being drawn to Jesus because of what this gospel can do to them, amidst persecution. He also says, If Luke's theology is one of growth and su- growth, success and victory, it is a success wrought on the hard anvil of suffering. And peril. Actually, we can like jump right away, like we are in this world where we want everything instant. Without taking pain, we want ease and comfort, especially if we will apply it in discipling people. We want a shortcut where we can simply raise up people and make good numbers. So what we can say is it also shows that no cross, no growing disciples. No cross, no growing disciples. The reason why I termed it Covenantal care. I listened to one podcast and they shared, or one one of them shared, that he he came to a church where there are like small groups. In this church, you called this, you called it small groups. Right? In our church, we carry it, we carry it, we call it care groups because they are saying we want to to emphasize care to each one. So we called it in our church care groups. But this church calls their groups covenantal care groups. And you know what? They're not a reformed church. They're actually a Pentecostal church. And they call their groups covenantal care groups because they want to emphasize that we are here to care for each other, that no matter what will happen, we are committed to care for the souls of each one. It is a covenant commitment for them. We are here not just to fill in the activities being set to us as if they are just mere activities. We are called to be in covenant with each other Ensuring that whatever happens, we will give ourselves for the care of each one as the precious sheep of Jesus. (coughs) Now, the question that we want to throw here is, how faithful are you in your covenant to care for everyone in the church? This is not just for the small group leaders or for the elders, pastors or elders in training, but for everyone. Some probably we are, some of us are like just expecting that we are here so that they will care for me. But some of us, yes, we're seeing. We want to be here so that people will take care of me without also having a sense of need to care for others as well. So first, covenantal care, as we can see in the text. Second, in verse 23, we call it committed leadership. Committed leadership. Now, after ministering to the disciples, it follows in verse 23. And when they had appointed elders for them in every church, with prayer and fasting, they committed them to the Lord in whom they had believed. Last week, yeah, this week, we recently visited the apartment where we used to live in Makati. And that's our first home. We enjoy. And which now turned to a thriving laundry. Yung apartment namin, naging laundry shop. And a thriving laundry shop. So they have good customers there. And outside, they, they created a coffee shop also. That became also known to many coffee enthusiasts in coffee shop We spent a quality time with our family friend because that's, their, their, that's actually their house. They have This is where they live, and the other side is like their laundry shop and there's coffee shop here. So we spent a quality time with our family friend who owned that place. So we are sharing what the Lord has done in our life for the past years. Their coffee shop has another branch in Manila. And that that is managed by their son, who was their previous pastor in their church. Right? Previous pastor in their church. And we learned that they fired one of their staff in that branch in Manila because of dishonesty. and. Our Tito, as we can call him, said that my son is really heartbroken. Because my son is the type of person who truly puts his whole trust in the person that he likes as if he handpicked them with with great strictness in his standard. It means he will not easily choose people to be part of the team. Now the question is, what about appointing elders in the church that Jesus dearly cares so much about? Yes, we can. We can list all the qualities that we need for 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 an elder, but here it seems that for Paul, no, no, we will not easily go back home without such people who will care also deeply for this church, who will give their lives for the care of the church. For Paul and Barnabas, they surely handpicked those who should lead in every church with such dedication and love for the Lord that he for love for the Lord and His beloved people. And here, they even committed them with how? With sacredness through prayer and fasting. What we can say is, they really devoted them to the Lord. They really want to be be careful in appointing elders in the church Elders who will really give their lives for the church. We learned last week that elders are pastors. They're not just to fill in some, posi- uh, some positions in the church as leaders, but they are given, as we can call it, duty or obligation, responsibility to care for the souls of men. The duty of appointing elders in the church has to be done with utmost treatment since, as Gregory of Nazianzus, I forgot how to pronounce his name, he said the Christian ministry is the art of arts and science of sciences he's actually comparing, let's say, doctor of medicine, as if, no, the heart of arts and science of science is the Christian ministry. Doctors can simply like take care of the physical body, but for the ministers, they ought to take care of the souls of men. And you know what? So Gregory of Naz- Nazianzus, you don't know him. He's a 4th century Archbishop of Constantinople, very long ago. And you know what? The churches here, Lystra, Derby, Iconium, stretching to Antioch, although it's Asia Minor. This is the region of Galatia. And you know, in chapter four fifteen, they discussed a doctrinal issue about circumcision because the Jews here are requiring these people to be circumcised in accordance to the law. So they went back to the Jerusalem Council council to discuss what should be their response or stand in this issue. And they learned that there are people again, when they left, later on we will see that they finally went home, when they left, there are again false teachers who creep into the church. Ka-alis lang nila, and there are people who went right away to the churches, destroying the faith. That's why scholars are assuming that they are the subject of the letter of Paul to the Galatians. He is so mad in that letter. And we can read in, 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 in that letter, he said, I'm astonished how quickly you turned away from the faith. That's why it's not easy. If there is more value in everything like vocation, we may say in, a, in agreement to Gregory of Nazianzus, Christian ministry is the art of arts and the science of sciences. Like, it will take everything in you. If caring for the souls is more difficult and more important than any other, then Christian ministry is of highest value, especially on how Paul and the rest of the leaders in the early church serve their communities. It's like if we will look for a standard, look on how Paul and these early Christians served the church. Now, our question here is, in what way do you express your sincerity in raising up godly leaders? Now, we want to extend not only to elders in training, but to everyone who can lead. As a church, in what way do you express your sincerity in raising up godly leaders? Because we can sense here that Paul and Barnabas have a deep care for the church. That That they want to raise up godly leaders who will be responsible for the sheep. It's not an ordinary thing for them. That's why what we can say here also pray. They pray and they fast. Pray and raise such elders or leaders who will truly give their lives for the care of each one in the church that is bought by the precious blood of Christ. Yes, you can preach. Good. Yes, you can manage small groups. Good. But are you able to stand to continue in taking care of the people no matter what happens? Are you the kind of leader who will give everything for the church of Christ? So committed leadership. First is Again, covenantal care. Second, committed leadership. And third, commended to God's grace. This is like the third feature. Commended to God's grace. So after ministering to the churches in the region of Galatia, Asia Minor, this is their direction, they went back. Luke said, in verse 24 to 28, Then they passed through Pisidia, somewhere here. This is Pisidia, Pomphylia, and Ataliah. And from there, they sailed to Antioch. They did not spend time in Cyprus. They went straight to Antioch, where they had been commended to the grace of God for the work that they had fulfilled, and when they arrived and gathered the church together, they declared all that God had done with them and how He had opened a door of faith to the Gentiles. And when they re- and they remained no little time with the disciples, it means long time. Okay? It's confusing for ESV. <coughs> Paul and Barnabas, as we have read, went back to the rest of the church that they had planted, completing uh, the, the, their, their visitation to those churches, except for Cyprus, as I have said, until they finally went home in Syrian Antioch. It was, as we can imagine, a sweet moment for the church For the whole church as they give glory to God, that his grace is truly at work with such men that has nothing to commend for. Paul and Barnabas has nothing to show off to the people, so that the Jews and the Gentiles in this region will accept their message. Many Jews believe the gospel they reported, and a door of faith opened to the Gentiles simply because of the grace of God and not because of their social status or cultural status, not because of pride of race, Paul being Roman, let's say, or a Jew, or a Greek, not because of ancestry, Paul is like Hebrew of Hebrews in the tribe of Benjamin, or not because of moral achievement. That he has like PhD. So people will entertain him. This is what Tom Wright said. Grace is not just a doctrine to be believed. It is a fact you can lean your weight on. Tom Wright also said, It is not just a doctrine that you can simply believe, but it is also a reality, grace of God, where you can put your whole life into and expect great things from God. Church, the grace of God is indeed something we can bank on throughout our journey in the ministry. Think about this. All the sweat, hardship, pain, some of us are like leading the church, small groups, while at the same time, they're also hurt. While at the same time, they're carrying big problems, but they're persevering. Pain, heartbreaks, Disappointments, afflictions, some people are even quarreling. So much stress in the ministry, worries, or challenges, whatever challenge also that the church is facing right now, are all worth it. it if it is all for the commendation of God's grace leading up to the success of the gospel ministry He has entrusted to us. Meaning, in all of it, it is all worth it. Because the grace of God is being testified in us. Na wala po tayong kayang maipagmalaki why there's this success in the ministry. Looking back, It's simply because of the grace of God that we have persevered and that the Lord has used us tremendously. Imagine Paul and Barnabas in their first journey endured everything. They gave their whole life for the souls of men. And in the end, people are not commending them merely, but they were commended for the grace of God. They were commended to the grace of God for the work that they had fulfilled. And as the Lord entrusted the gospel ministry to the church in Syrian Antioch, (laughs) we all know, these churches were able to to organize a missionary journey sending Paul and Barnabas they were entrusted the gospel ministry so the emphasis here is it's not entrusted only to Paul and Barnabas when they went to these to these areas and they went back revisited and they were able to survive not praise to Paul and Barnabas yes praise to the grace of God in them. But this is, we have to remember, this is a team effort. They are the sending church. They are all in this together. It's like in the movie when, when, I forgot the name, Tom Cruise there, and they went back. They're not celebrating because of them. They're celebrating for the success of the mission. We are all in this together as well that this ministry is a team effort and not only by such individuals. The question is, is the grace of God truly testified and magnified in the work God has entrusted to you? Can people really say, praise God for His grace? As as we come to a close, again, we have learned three things in the text for a covenant community. First is, there should be covenantal care in verses 21 to 22. Second, verse 23, committed leadership. Third, verses 24 to 28, commended to God's grace. Now, we can apply this in three ways. First, commit to regular fellowship. Checking and building up each other. Now, when we say regular, it means regular. So what part of regular, as they say, you don't understand? Yes, there's a regular which means weekly fellowship. Lord's day is Lord's day. It's not your day why we like the term Lord's Day. When it's Lord's Day, you're giving it for the Lord. And it happens week by week. Not in accordance to your mood or capacity. You give everything for the Lord in that day. And then you commit to regular fellowship. I know you have small groups, for we have small groups. We commit to meet every week. If not, then you commit to a certain schedule. And when you commit, you show up and you will do your best to make it happen. Covenant commitment. Make an effort to come to church not only for your good, but for the good of other people in the church. You're not here simply for yourself. You're here for the people of God. Enough with individualistic spirit. That we I can worship the Lord in my home. No, you have to be together. We have to be together. Set a schedule for fellowship and by all means show up. And if you don't show up, I want you to imagine Paul saying to you, shame on you. I returned to these places. I made an effort to go back. And you cannot go to church and you cannot show up in your fellowship. Shame on you. I'm being stoned. And I preached the gospel on the next day. Shame on you, church. Let that Response from Paul, be always like teasing me. Anyway, just trying to picture out Paul. Second, prayerfully care for the spiritual walk of those who serve. What I mean by this, yes, we know everyone is important in the church. I mean everyone. Everyone is important in the church. Don't, while everyone is important in the church, don't leave the leaders behind. Okay, This is for all. Huwag nating pabayaan yung mga leaders. I, I have said earlier, yes, there are there, yung mga small group leaders who are taking care of the people. The pastors also, for sure. To the point na baka napapabayaan yung mga leaders. Because we know, pare-parehas tayong may pinagdadaanan sa buhay. Care for the spiritual walk of those who serve. Don't leave the leaders behind as they care for the souls of each one in the group they are leading. Do they also receive utmost care? So take care of the spiritual walk as well of your pastors. What I mean is, How are you doing? What are your struggles recently? And not only to the point na later on na lang natin malalaman. Regularly try to practice. That we are I love the the practice also of Ray Ortlund in the church, in his church, they don't want the term accountability. He he changed they changed it to what do you call transparency because they don't want to simply share things because I am accountable to share these things. No, we want to practice without being, without being obliged. We want to practice the spirit of transparency. This is who I am. This is what's happening and I need you. This is what's happening to you. You need me. Take care of the spiritual walk as well of your pastors, elders in training, yes, and leaders prayerfully. Do you mind also the leaders in the church that you pray for them? Third, magnify the grace of God by all means. By all means. No one should be treated as the hero in the church but only Jesus. Wala pong bida sa church, kundi si Jesus lang, if you don't get it. Remember also that we are not the solution to every problem, but Jesus. The solution is not your pastor to solve your problem. The solution are not your small group leaders or anyone in the church. That's why you don't leave them to, you don't lead them to yourself. You lead them to Jesus. Let them learn that what they need is Jesus, is not us. We are not the ones who can solve the problem. That's why magnify the grace of God behind all that you have gone through. Don't show off. That's what we can say. Magnify the grace of God in all of this. Success, either success or disappointments. So by the grace of God. Now, my final question for everyone is: Hear me on this. What are you doing here? Why are you here? Or, if not, why are you here? What are you doing here? In Tagalog, na pumginagawa natin. Betayen dito. Some people are answering yes. Are you here to simply to be blessed? Or are you here because you know we need each other? That's so why it's called assembly, ecclesia, church, or the body of Christ. You're here not merely for you to to be with the Lord, yes, of course. But the Lord wants us to be together for Him. That we are here to mind about what's happening with one another. Enough with yourself. Realize that you are part of God's calling in your church. Yahweh calling on what you can do in your church we have all parts and grow in the life that god has given you where you can only have it to the full when you share your life to your covenant community meaning hindi po mangyayari kahit kahit iwasan man natin yung katotohanan na ito o hindi you will not grow apart from the church Because that's how the Lord designed it. That Paul and Barnabas did not waste any time to really go back to these churches, to strengthen them and cause them to continue in the faith. So may we indeed be counted among those who live up to the truth that a God-exalting church magnifies the grace of God in their covenant commitment to care for one another, shaped by the cross. Now, let me end up in reading Paul's admonition in Philippians chapter 2, verses 4 to 11. Familiar passage, but hear the word of God. Let each one of you not look not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant That Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Cruciform Life Church podcast. Check out more Gospel centered messages at www.cruciformlifechurch.org or subscribe to this podcast at Spotify.